Listening to the Coffee Hour, I'm Sarah Golseth. Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin for your support of the Coffee Hour. You can find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. I have an artist with me in studio today, which is super exciting. We get to be a little nerdy about art today, and that makes me very happy because I like talking about art. Joining me in the studio today is Kelly Schumacher of Agnes Day Liturgical Arts. Thanks for joining me in the studio, Kelly. Thank you, Sarah. It's always a lot of fun to stop by. Yes. Uh, And it's been a little while since we've had you on. So for people who aren't familiar with you and your work, tell me a little bit about liturgical arts, Anya's Day Liturgical Arts, what you do. Absolutely. So Anya's Day Liturgical Arts was started in 2013. I know. Wow. I know. How has it been that long? I don't know. (laughs) I have more gray hairs now. (laughs) I know, but oh well. I was I started graying when I was really young. Anyways, we don't have to talk about that. Um, anyway, maybe it's genetic. I don't know. Um, yeah, I started in 2013 to um, bring back classical art into the church, and I sell um, prints, uh, cards, and originals, and. Um, yeah, that's kind of of uh, religious art for um, homes and churches, and I am. You know, going to be working on this in the next few years, but I really want to work even harder on bringing back um, classical narrative um, paintings into churches and really try to find a way to get that that up and running. Um, That is that was what I intended with Anya Stay from the beginning, but really trying to find a way to standardize some Lutheran imagery so that churches can order a painting for an altarpiece or for their sanctuary and really this is like so I thought about it a few years ago but I just only recently thought this might work um, but to just make it really easy and really affordable for churches to get art that is has people in it and mm-hmm. tells the story and professes the the creeds um, and is distinctly Lutheran so yeah and you said classic narrative. Can yes. you unpack that? Yes, classical. Okay, so I'm going to go into it. So classical realism is what I am. Um, So kind of like explaining, it's like, what is it? Picasso has like different phases. It's like, I feel like I, I'm like starting to have these. It's like the COVID phase, the pre-COVID phase, uh-huh. whatever. Yep. Um, but a lot of the work that I was doing uh, pre-COVID, I was looking at um, uh, art of the historic church, uh, medieval art, mm-hmm. um, and Renaissance art, and trying to imitate the materials and the techniques um, and the storytelling of artists like Fra Angelico and Leonardo da Vinci and, you know, looking at them. Um, and then uh, where I want to explain is that classical realism is the idea that you are working from life. Mm-hmm. You are working from a figure, um, a person. You are capturing the best that you can, which you're always falling short, is what does a real person look like? Mm -hmm. And uh, that's uh, classical realism. And there's an element of flow and grace and beauty and rhythm and mathematical proportions. It's based off of the uh, uh, the Renaissance was a rebirth of classicism, which is a Greek 
I guess Greek and Roman culture, I guess. Um, but then that's, you know, that idea of working from life. Um, and then a the narrative element is uh, looking back at the the storytelling of a bi- of the Bible. And today we are very obsessed with my own narrative, controlling <laughs> my own narrative. You know, I get to live my best life now. And really flying in the face of that and saying, no, the narrative of Christ and salvation history is way more important than you. Um, <laughs> and the, where you fall in to this narrative is your baptism and Christ redeeming you historically on the cross and the glorious future that we have to look forward to um, at the resurrection of all of us and the marriage feast of the Lamb. Um, so implementing, as I said, classical realism life and then the narratives of scripture, but then not just doing, um, in order to uh, make this appropriate for a sanctuary versus someplace else, um, I'm really trying to look at how can I create a standard set of images that profess the confessions and the creed that would be displayed in a particular order within a sanctuary that that makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. Not that you can't include other narratives, but then you end up going, which narratives do we include? And if Mm -hmm. I make a selection of intentional images, um, I think that this could very clearly state what a Lutheran church stands for um, in a very simple, clear way that the small catechism kind of takes the narratives of scripture, works them into doctrines, puts together explanations, and then provides like a nice little package for the <laughs> head of household to teach his family. So right. I hope that makes sense. That's kind of a, as I said, a new idea I've been playing around with. Yeah. Lately, so. Yeah, that's really cool. Uh, and, and one of the things, I mean, it's drawing people is very hard, very right. challenging to, to get all of the features right, the proportions right. And that's something you do very, very, very Thank well. You. Thank you. <laughs> um, so uh, what are some of the, the things that you have uh, right now, some of the prints that you have, some of the things that, that you have. I, I saw uh, recently, what, Savior of the Nations come, is that, yes. that the one, it's like pink and purple and gold yeah. and Jesus, and it's it's, it's glorious. <laughs> thank you. It's, there's like gold and Swarovski crystals. It's wonderful. Thank you. Yeah, like, it's funny, as I was moving in that very um, sparkly direction, yes. pre like at the <laughs> beginning of COVID, and then I kind of took a really funny turn um, that I didn't expect. But yeah, I was really looking at, um, you know, classical, uh, not classical, but, um, you know, medieval art, but then also like icons and trying to like see how much, um, you know, adding the decorative element mm-hmm. to to works um, and just, you know, kind of picking a color palette and making a series and um, the idea of Savior of the Nations come, the idea of Christ is walking on the water and he is saving us from the storms, mm-hmm. um, you know, of sin. And, you know, I kind of used walking on the water as like a COVID metaphor, but I, I don't think that was a very strong, <laughs> strong <laughs> metaphor, allegory type thing going on. Um, but, yeah, just really trying to find those class in some ways, taking those classic Sunday school pictures and recreating them. Um, and I and as I said, it was um with COVID, I was in a very experimental phase mm-hmm. in the beginning as far as everything's shutting down, what direction should I go in because I can't go and do everything I normally did. Yeah. Um what 
what should my art change you know should I try to find a new audience what should I do so that was kind of in the beginning phases of COVID yeah piece Oh, it's it's beautiful. You have you have a lot of beautiful work. We will share uh, the the links to your store and your um, and your website in the show notes if people want to go see these things that we're talking about today. We will we'll share those links because I know this is radio, not visuals. So I know. <laughs> people can't see what I see in my head right now, but that's okay. We'll share those links. Um, and speaking of of creating. Uh, images of people you've you've started to do some portrait work um and i i love this work that you're doing i think it's it's just it's very cool to capture people in this way that that you're able to do um tell me about these these portraits that you've been doing lately yes absolutely well um I have a friend that I met in the St. Louis area that is a professional portrait artist. And when I was in school, my parents strongly um, encouraged me to go down the portrait route. But I didn't um, I didn't really find a teacher that I felt like would um, lead me in that direction. Maybe it was where I was at. But I was really interested in biblical narrative at the time. Yeah. And but this woman, she um, is a professional portrait artist and she. Um, kind of created um, a system. Uh, she's created a system to that she uses, and she found and she tried to um, teach me in some ways, not hands on, but what are the what are the standards and formulas to be a portrait artist in terms of where should you crop it, what sizes, mm. you know, where should the child's eyes be looking, what should they be wearing, what should the lighting be, what. You know, what age, you know, what scale, like, um, you know, one, two, three figures, background or no background, what kind of background, what color background. <laughs> like, and she really kind of was very strict on me, which was exactly what I needed to kind of show me here is a set formula, which is funny how it's going to dovetail back into the religious art. But she's like, <laughs> here is a set formula to make it very easy for people to order your artwork and that you have a standard creation that people can have and that I need to eliminate as many barriers as possible in order to um, get commissioned work out, out there. And that's kind of one direction I I went in is that I really wasn't selling religious art originals. I was selling prints and I was like really frustrated because <laughs> what people wanted to hire me to do was symbols. And I was like, no, I want realism. I, I went to school for real people. I want to make <laughs> it look like it's actually there, like mm-hmm. a real person. And so that's kind of the, the path that she um, put me on. And um, she's a pastel artist, but um, I actually love colored pencil. And so mm-hmm. I tried the colored pencil route because I just love all the teeny tiny details and like details are my friend and like <laughs> I just love that just really honing in and focusing and that's just a very um it's like it's enjoyable but it's also boring but I also like boring things so it's also like I'm so bored but I love being bored you know it's like I don't know I'm weird <laughs> so yeah <laughs> so why what's the difference between for people who don't know maybe uh, the the different medium that that you can use the difference between how a colored pencil portrait would look versus pastels or watercolors or ink or something what is what is that difference with water with, yeah, with colored pencils quite a, well quite a bit so um watercolor i haven't really done a watercolor child portrait i usually do houses mm-hmm. because you get a little bit more of a softer it's you get this 
like lovely plain air country charm, yes, you know, with the watercolor. Like, <laughs> yeah. you're like, oh, I'm outside in the 1800s having a romantic, a romantic day. Like, you know, you feel like you're an impressionist. So yes. that seems to fit better. Um, I mean, my preference is to work in oil because mm-hmm. of the formality. So um, there's several different techniques that you can do is I prefer taking like the Renaissance old masters with your, you know, white layer and then you're drawing and then you're a Verdaccio and then you're Grisaille <laughs> and then you have your glazes. But like people, I mean, nobody, hey, nobody got time for that. Like when people want a portrait, like, you know, that's just a little out of their price range. So, um, you know, and then there's like more impressionistic styles, but um, the and then a pastel is, I guess you're working on a toned paper and like you are building up different layers. You know, you're working, I think, mid tone to lights and mid tone to darks. But um, it's very me- it's messy. It is. It's so messy, <laughs> and I have like no control. And like, I mean, I draw portraits in the same way that I do like an old master type painting is like I do my little layers and my little outline and I get all like the value you know I get a layer of graphite underneath my pencils and I you know try to blend the layers of like you know I really you know try to get the values right and check it you know it's it's a very um I mean my teacher was just like oh my goodness she's like that's crazy how like I don't know. I have this like thing that I do with my artwork and I just I can't I don't know. I can't exactly help it. Um, So I don't know. That's my best best explanation of like the difference of the the mediums. But I will say like um, I like color. People really like the colored pencil a lot. They really, really gravitate toward it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I will say I I mean, I wish people gravitated toward oil in the same way, but I I understand why they gravitate toward the um, the colored pencil because it is a little bit more cost conscious when you have children or pets or things like that. But you still get a high amount of realism, mm-hmm. um, which I really like that. And as an artist, um, which is something that I've found is that people really like realism there's something very magical and mystical about it like even though you know people I guess you could say like I sound so mean but like like the abstract and they like all these different styles I've experimented with so many different styles but nothing get creates as much interest as me being a hyper realist yeah like it's, nothing you're right there is just something so cool about about something that you know in real life and it's not a photograph it's it's drawn and it's it is just so cool i think that's probably why i like your, yeah. your portraits too it's it's just it's very cool we have more to talk about we need to take a quick break uh, i have kelly schumacher of unusday liturgical arts with me in the studio we will be right back you're listening to the coffee hour i'm sarah golseth At Concordia University, Wisconsin, we believe you were created for a reason, to use your God-given gifts to help others, to live a life of self-sacrifice in a me-first world, to live a life that's uncommon. Whether you're taking one of 50-plus online programs or learning with us in person on the shores of Lake Michigan, you'll be equipped to make an uncommon impact. Learn more at cuw.edu. Concordia University, Wisconsin. Live Uncommon. 
Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Sarah Golseth. I have Kelly Schumacher of Anyuse Liturgical Arts with me in studio. We are talking about art today. It's super fun. Um, I love uh, my background is in graphic design, so it's so fun to to have a fellow artist in the studio. Um, and you do you do such beautiful work. Um, I love seeing the, whatever you're creating. And uh, one of the things you're doing lately is portraits. And so we're talking about um, the, the media that you're using. I'm getting a little technical. Yes. <laughs> uh, but I think it's really cool to understand what happens when, when an artist like you creates something like this. Um, and, and your medium for this is, is colored pencils. And something that I notice looking at your portraits is, uh, you know, when you, when, you, when you see a person in real life and they have like brown hair or a blue shirt but when you draw them that hair or that shirt is not just one color how do you how do you pick all of these colors and blend all of these colors together to make something that looks so real sure um well uh I've been looking at different colored pencil artists. So one thing I've been experimenting with is um like layer like I do a uh, black and white also you know with a you know, 4H, 2H, HB, 2B, and 4B pencils. And so what I've been experimenting with is layering some of the 4H and the 2H. And that's that's hardness of the lead, is that what you're mm-hmm. talking about? Yeah, okay. so those are the very <laughs> faintest lines. Yes. Is, um, I start actually layering in some of that. Um, I was before layering the the graphite pencils over, and I didn't like how that looked. It was too harsh. But I layer that underneath to kind of create like a dead layer or have a sense of uh, the shadows underneath. Mm. And it really, I mean, a lot of times we think of skin as like peach, you know, like in the little crayon mm-hmm. box. But it's not really like there's blues and grays and yellows and roses mm-hmm. and greens. And you're, I mean, even the, I think icons, you know, pre-Middle Ages and Byzantine era, era they, they had green underneath uh, hmm. versus gray. And then they had a dead layer early, later on, which was gray. So I include that gray. Um, and then as far as working from a photograph, which is um, what I do is I will take a photo or I will have an old photo, is I will scan it into my computer and that computer image is lit up. I mean, I work from either... Uh, hard copy or the computer image, but you have the light shining through Mm -hmm. the photo and you have the capacity to zoom in really tiny on that photo. And that's what I do is so like I have like the bigger, you know, general shapes, but I'm also like zooming. And this was how they kind of taught us how to work from a picture when I was in school is you just zoom in and then you kind of compare um, huh. You know, and you're kind of checking. I know it's like such a so little, cool, and it's like I mean, they say, Chris, it's like, oh my goodness, you wouldn't think, but then once you have it, you're like, oh my, you know, and I don't mind giving these secrets away because it's like people actually have to sit down and do it. You know, it's not like it's. I mean, they still have to put the work in. Like it doesn't change the time about. Right. Like, but like those little tips, um, you know, and then I kind of compare, um, you know, and I have like um, like a. Uh, like one of those like video light things that you can hold an iPhone in, but I have a light above me and I have natural light and I have artificial light coming in in the room so with that I'm working. So that's also creating a, a light balance there. Mm. So it's not exclusively indoor light or exclusively outdoor. It's, I'm trying to have the portrait function in both lighting scenarios and then computers tend to have a blue light. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of... I can either kind of run with that blue and make things a little bit more blue, or I can try to kick it back and just be like, 
okay, I see more blue, but I'm just not going to use it today. So, um, but then, you know, you have your colors, but you know, it's also just getting, it's also just getting your values right. You Mm -hmm. know, those flickers of those colors. And I've actually really tried to tone down my colors is a lot of times I was (laughs) over exaggerating my colors (laughs) just a little bit, which was fine. But I realized that for the for the purpose, like, it's fine to do a piece of, like, Jesus walking on the water and make it blue and make it stuff like that. But, like, if it's someone's child, I really need to, like, get it correct. Like, <laughs> I, I, like really let go of the artistic expression and be like, all right, girl, like, you need to get it right, get it right, get it right. You know, it, it really, um, you know, I mean, I teach, I was teaching before I came here and... You know, I, I'm very open with my students when I make a mistake because I'm like, listen, like, I got to correct myself because I want them to get used to correcting themselves and be like, I'm going to mess up. I'm going to have to fix it. It's going to be to this color. It's going to be to this color. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's how I get to the colors. Yeah. <laughs> that's fixing my problems. <laughs> that is I I did. I wouldn't have even thought about that, but yeah, if if you if you have a, a a picture on your phone or on your computer and you zoom in really really close, you can see all those little pixels of all the different colors. And I'm I'm a color nerd, so this is totally up my alley. Um, but all of those different colors, it's just it's so fascinating how you're able to pull all of that together to create something that is so lifelike. Um, it's and and some of the people that I, I know that that you've done the portraits for, it's it's almost like it's a picture, except it's it's not. It's, yeah, it's just so cool. You talk about creating your own portrait first uh, from as you as a child. And you mentioned um, this is from from your blog post that uh, that I got in my email. You mentioned that you drew this off of an old uh, film picture instead of off of a contemporary photo. And I'm curious what the difference is between and if if that has anything to do with the the color things that you're talking about. Yes, yes, it does. So um, when I (laughs) when I take pictures of the children, um, I was doing that either outdoors or next to a natural light window. And you're getting the I don't know, like the contrast is different. I mean, they did this for our wedding. They did photographs in both film and in digital. And Ah. there was a difference. There was a difference. Like it was it was just more softer and more gradated yeah. for the film. Mm-hmm. And the photo that my mom had of me, it was like one of those classic Olin Mills, mm-hmm. you know, like the little carpet that the kids' hands are on <laughs> with the bow, like early 90s, mm-hmm. late 80s. You know, that was the thing. Yep. Um, so, you know, it's kind of like a sepia background. And my mom had like made my dress and everything. Oh, that's awesome. I know. It's like <laughs> so it's such a good time. Such a good time. I'm like, I'd still wear that, but everyone would make fun of me. And <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, so the the difference I've noticed is um, I had to be more conscious of the tonal variations when I was doing the the children that I had taken pictures of hmm. because uh, the contrast was just a little sharper hmm. with mm-hmm. my own, um, whereas that one was a scan. We it was a little photo and it was scanned, but there was it was just a lot warmer, yeah, um, in tone and. Um, I don't know. It, it's a, it's different because I'm still working on mastering how to get a child to pose mm-hmm. and sit and to look, to look happy like they want to be there uh-huh. versus ready to run. <laughs> sure. And I, 
I mean, one reason that portrait of me is so good is because I'm like, oh man, the person taking the portrait knew what they were doing <laughs> as far as, um, you know, how to get me to look like really angelic and cute and, you know, right. all of that. And, and I'm still in process on learning. I mean, that's that's an art form in itself, yeah. you know, to get that comfort level with a child and to get them to like smile at you. Because what we've had to do with other kids is I don't take the photo. Mom takes the photo. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm there, but mom's going to take the photo because the kid's crying. And it's like, oh, and I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, you know, so it's just always, you know, you jump through different hoops and you stay flexible. So. Yeah. 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 So you do you're doing portraits of kids. Um, what else are you what else are you working on these days? You yeah. mentioned you mentioned house watercolors, too. Yeah, I do um, animals, a lot of dogs, cats, <laughs> everything. Um, I do uh, watercolor houses Those and really churches. Cool. Yeah. Water uh, people commissioned uh, Christmas was a little while ago, but I was really booked up through Christmas and a little bit after Christmas getting portraits, um, portrait orders sent off. Um, and then, yeah, I've just been, um, I've got a few art contests that I'm working on entering in oh, addition wow. to portraits. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause I really, I mean, I've been doing portraits pretty much through COVID and I really miss doing religious art, but I'm also trying to figure out how to make it work uh, practically because yeah. um, there's just a higher demand for portraits than art for churches. And I wish I could change that, but <laughs> um, obviously churches have to contact me if they want commissioned pieces. Um, if not, I'm just going to be drawing and painting dogs <laughs> <laughs> for quite a while then. So <laughs> do you have anything? Um, what's, what's, what's happening next uh, down the line? I know you have a YouTube channel where you're showing some stuff. Uh, we have, we have just about a minute or two left. So what are the exciting things happening for you down the road? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I have um, an Anus Day Arts, A-G-N-U-S-D-E-I Arts um, YouTube channel that I'm looking for more subscribers. And I was kind of just playing around with it and portraits and figuring out how to develop my brand with COVID. But um, yeah, I'm going to be transitioning. You know, I've done time lapses, but I'm going to be transitioning more into using it as a... um, Religious art education channel. Oh, cool. Yeah. And trying to get into like seeing churches and interviewing um, and still focusing on production and techniques, yeah. but um, make it really interactive. And hopefully, because I don't know anyone that, I mean, I was. I was trying to make this thing called like the church fairy, but I'm not going to call it that. But it's like I go to churches and I analyze them. But but I was like, that's just not professional. So I maybe it's just going to be art with Kelly going to different churches and that's cool. Visiting different, um, you know, different museums and talking to different pastors about how to reinvigorate visual art in the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. So I don't know. That sounds really exciting yeah. to me. <laughs> and uh, episodes premiere uh, Wednesdays at 8 a.m. Every Wednesday for the past, like, year. Wow. I've done a YouTube premiere at 8 a.m. Nice. So, yeah. Awesome. And we'll link that in the show notes as well. Uh, where can people find your website and your store if they want to look at what uh, the work that you've been doing and, and maybe uh, see about commissioning their own piece? Awesome. Yeah. Onusdayarts.com. That's A-G-N-U-S-D-E-I-Arts.com. Um, I haven't updated my portfolio on the main page in a while, but if you go to the store section, you can see all of my new work. Awesome. 
Very good. Kelly, it's been super fun, maybe a little too fun having you in the studio with me today. Thanks so much for joining me on the Coffee Hour. Great. Thank you so much, Sarah. It was great to be here again. You've been listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Sarah Golseth. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you anytime, anywhere.